0: Let's get off together. Welcome back, everybody, to the Get the Fuck Off podcast. You know, this is episode 51. And over the first 50 episodes, the Get the Fuck Off podcast really did change and evolve in so many ways. And that's because I have changed and evolved right along with it. I started the podcast to help people quit smoking, stop drinking, lose a bunch of weight, and those things are all great and I think that that's wonderful. Those things are behaviors that kind of live on the surface of who we are. And my work as a coach and as the host of this podcast is not just to address the behaviors that people experience, but also a lot of my work right now kind of deals with your inner state, creating your own reality managing the things that you can control which are your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions and really being able to harness that deep inner wisdom to create the life that you really want. That's a lot of the work that I have moved more into over the last year in doing and doing with my clients and so I think that it's fitting that this podcast kind of evolved with me and that's why my guest today is a little bit different than a lot of my other guests. This is a man that I admire a lot. He has amazing energy. He's an artist. Uh, He is based in my neighborhood, which is how we got to meet. And he is the creator of a Manhattan-based public art movement called This Isn't Real. I am so excited to have him on. What happened was I got on the call with him to record this podcast, and he was on the street creating art. He was creating art. a chair that was part of this series, which if you actually are listening, you can see in the art of this episode. His name is Christian Murray. He's amazing. And I decided to keep the interview as it was. I think that's extremely important to capture his authenticity and to really bring you guys who Christian is as an artist and a person. So I would love for you guys to join me as I talk to Christian about This Isn't Real. So I'm just gonna be on the street with you. This is really exciting. Yeah, if you don't mind. I do not mind. Um, I don't know how to introduce you though. How do you want me to introduce you?
1: Well, um, I mean, however you like. Really, I don't. I don't mind. My name Christian. I live out here in New York. I met Andy on the street, and we decided to get together and have a conversation.
0: I'm excited about the conversation. I think I'm just going to start it just like that. So just everybody that is tuning into the podcast right now, know that I just got on this call with Christian. Let me tell you guys about who Christian is. A couple of what, maybe a couple of months ago, I started seeing this isn't real spray painted in different parts of my neighborhood. And I live in the East Village in New York, and I never knew who did it. It was just a piece of art that kept appearing and one day I was walking down St. Mark's Place and Christian is currently on St. Mark's Place as we are recording <laughs> this podcast. Very and fitting. It's really fitting. I, did, I expected that. I guess I don't know why I expected that you would be anywhere but out in your element for this. But would you like to tell my listeners the story of how you got to New York, what you're doing, the story of this isn't real, just everything?
1: Definitely. So, um, I lived in LA for six years, and uh, initially, you have the the naive, you know, idea of what it will be like when you get there, what celebrities are like, etc. And um, I think at a certain point, I just started realizing the facade of it all, and I was so caught up in it, though, and had my life invested in it, dropped out of school, Uh, you know, just just really put my all into certain people and certain aspects of that world out there, and uh, I fell on my ass, landed up homeless, living outside of my car, and uh, for about a year of doing that, I ended up just giving up and moving back home with my family and my parents, and working for my dad's insurance company and then um i was also waiting tables at night but i had just this you know this sickness inside of me of like there's more to life than just this too and i i I knew that going home i knew um i was gonna give myself a year to work and save up and then move back to la uh so that was the goal but one day while i was working at my dad's office I was sketching fashion ideas. And I, uh, I had this idea of doing a denim trench coat and uh, like floor length to like the ankles. And on the back, I just sketched, this isn't real. Uh, because it kind of felt like that, like working for my dad, having to move back home, um, you know, just going from the highs and lows and feeling like you've made it to like, wow, I'm not shit. And I really didn't have it figured out the whole time. Uh, that was kind of the gist of that moment in that culmination of all those things happening to me in my life. And uh, I don't know. I just felt, I just felt like connected to
0: that. So tell everybody, where are you from in the United I'm from, States?
1: I'm from Nebraska originally. It's actually better. So I can probably hear.
0: Oh, look at that. You're from Nebraska and what was that like? Tell me about that. Like, tell me about what life was there and that, and, and what it felt like for you when you were, when you were back in that situation and what you did, like, what were the necessary shifts that you had to make in your mind after you made that connection? You made that connection to, okay, this isn't real. Here I am. Look at this. What the hell? What were the the shifts that you had to make mentally in that in that moment in that connection because you're obviously here in New York you're an artist people are uh, seeing your work people are paying attention you're creating constantly you're so creative.
1: Thank you. Tell I me about your that. process.
0: And you're welcome. Um honestly it's
1: it's it's kind of just happened over time it wasn't an overnight thing at all and I've I was actually in the Air Force. I went to the Air Force strictly so I could go to film school, and um, I I was stationed in Turkey and Italy. So I um, I kind of just acquired a taste for the world at that point, um, always wanting to travel. But when you actually get to do it, it's it's a little insatiable, um, and so. From there, I, I got out of the military and I moved to Toronto for six months. I lived with my sister out there and I did a, a, a film study and I also did a documentary on a guy named Mindbender from Toronto, a mini doc, and I submitted to festivals festival and I, nothing happened. It, it really wasn't very good other than a piece, a time period piece of this man's life. Um, and I think just traveling to all these different places and then, ending right back up, you know, kind of where it all started, because my parents moved to Missouri. So I, I wasn't back in Nebraska when I landed back on my face, but I was in the Midwest and I was with my parents and it was like definitely failure, you know, like what the epitome of failure is. And uh, I had to really eat my pride. I had to, you know, be honest with myself, be aware of what, what I wanted to do and what i can do right now and try to find a meeting point and you know i made that jacket and then i moved back to la after spending a year of working with my dad and waiting tables and uh i literally had like 15000 in cash like ones fives twenties from from serving and i moved back to la and i wasn't any happier than when i left i was actually more unhappy even though i had stability and i had a place to live and i had a job i was i was depressed and uh almost suicidal i would say in a sense and uh sorry i feel bad i'm outside and making all this noise out here Uh,
0: this is beautiful I, i first of all i took like two screenshots of you doing this chair because i'm just so impressed that you're doing this while we're on this podcast I really love That's what so you dope. said though. You did, t- you had $15,000, you know, all of us. So a lot of my listeners have this thing where they feel like, okay, once I make this amount of money, I can go off and do the thing that I do or that yep. I want to do. And you did that. So you ended up back with your parents. You raised the $15,000 waiting tables and working for your dad's company And then you went back to LA and you found that you didn't have that happiness, even though you thought, oh, I'm going to raise this money. I'm going to go back there. That's where the happiness is going to be. It wasn't there for you. So since that wasn't there and you obviously you were just starting to allude to some, you know, some dark places that you might have been in or that you were in, sorry, at that time, what happened then? Like, what was the shift that you made where you where you started to? where you started to be able to move more into your authentic self and start finding that, that place where you can access that, that creativity and that, that happiness and that joy. I see, a, I see a lot more of it. I mean, I see it from you now, when I met you, you were like radiant energy. Ah, That's
1: awesome. I think, I think it, it's, it's, you know, it's a lot of it has to do with me and my my now fiance. And, uh, that changed my life completely. Having my son, um, you know, being being out in New York, I had I had a, a nice job in, in L. A. working as the creative director for this clothing company, um, and it was if when I first moved to L. A. It would have been my one of my dream jobs. But I knew at that point that if that didn't make me happy and I was miserable doing that, that nothing out there could necessarily do that for me I had to do it myself so I had met my girlfriend I met this girl and then she became my girlfriend and we were dating she's actually from here and um you know that was the beginning of it because I I fell in love with her and then I fell in love with myself again and being able to you know have a relationship and you know an actual family and be a little bit more responsible about it not just you know have the fun life and also you know the partying and the LA scene but and and the success it was like maybe I could be a, a, a family man and do this shit and show people that that's possible and so that's kind of been my inspiration and I'm blessed enough to have do it with her and then also now I got a son and then another son on the way and I think all these blessings you just kind of like you you, re, you invest your blessings and you 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 don't just like take your blessings for granted you kind of put your blessings back into what you believe in and multiply it and so that's kind of the goal with this isn't real is hopefully people think about something that makes them feel the way that I did at that point in my life you know to to dig deep and want to find it. Somehow, someway, it's got to be there, you know?
0: We talked about this isn't real. And you told me about how, what you, you told me your story. And now you're, as you did just now for the listeners. And you told me about, you know, where that all originated for you. And I told you about how I interpreted this isn't real.
1: In terms of
0: that area of consciousness, where you are the master of your own creation. And I wanted to know, like, how much of that do you think was, was your doing that like that it actually wasn't real that when you were in nebraska that was a creation of yours and now that you're in new york that is also a creation of yours like how much do you think of our lives is actually not real that we are just in complete control over that we are the people that are causing it to happen a lot of people yeah go ahead sorry (laughs) i
1: no not to cut you off at all but i think you know at the end of the day your brain is real and what you think is real and that that's what we should focus on you know a lot of things out here isn't real and it's because it's been created by created by non-real things or real thoughts or real ideas you know so sticking to what you what you feel and, and what you want is is what's real you know once you when you start worrying I feel like that's what's not real and that's, that's the thing that's like will get you off focus of what is real in your life, you know?
0: So, I, in a sense, feel I that. guess
1: that's true.
0: When With worry, uh, tell me about worry. Tell me about um, what worry was like at different points in your life compared to now for you.
1: Uh, I think it was more personal. Um, it's like less responsibility. It's more worry and selfish like Now I have a son and a fiance and another son coming and, you know, it's like we we're going to move to a bigger spot and there's just things that come with it. So you really can't stand around and worry too much the way that you used to. Like, I think my level of worry now more so turns to, to action rather than like contemplation.
0: Hmm. And what about failure? You talked about at the time you were like, this is, you know, what you were interpreting as failure. Have you changed at all the ways that you see failure? And like, what would you say to mm. somebody that is seeing themselves as a failure in a certain situation, which they're likely not, but <laughs> what would you say to somebody like that? <laughs> um, I, I would
1: definitely say there's a, there's a good book called Outwitting the Devil that um, I reference a lot. I listen to, if I like a book, I'll listen to it a lot. And Um, you know, I, I think I have pretty good advice. Um, but I I think telling, uh, other people to listen to already reputable advice is kind of the best route. Uh, but I will say that, you know, faith is a, a form of, I mean, failure is a form of success. And, uh, if you can have the right mindset about it, then, then it won't really be a failure rather than a learning experience or a moment to reflect on and get better. It really just depends on what you want to get out of it.
0: I'm watching what you're doing. Tell me about this project that you're working on right now that I, the people that are just listening to the audio of this are not going to get to see this glorious chair. I'm going to have to find a way to make sure that it gets seen. <laughs> what, so what are you working on? right Um,
1: now so this is a part of a series of chairs i'm doing uh me and my fiance funky worm is uh that's their instagram stand handle uh we're doing a series of chairs where we we where we find if we find something on the street or stooping uh the streets of new york we'll grab it and uh we've been finding chairs and uh putting foam on them and then uh painting them so i drip like acrylic paint thick thick layers of it and then i'll uh i'll spray paint the other the the majority of it and it kind of gives it this texture that uh this matte texture with this shiny kind of candle wax effect uh alongside the the foam it gives it this this interesting detail so it's a part of a series i'm working on i really am interested in furniture right now and uh just different textures and Using experiments and different, you know, formats, canvases, clay, foam, just whatever I can get my hands on, because I really been, really been feeling creative for sure, and been needing to like express that more so than even wanting to just get recognition or sell or in a show or whatever. But I will plug a show I'm doing. I'm doing an art show next month. This isn't a real show. Uh, you can RSVP at hollywoodsomeday.com and. Um, I'm looking forward to having some of my pieces like this in it.
0: I love it. That is amazing. Um, At the end, I'll have you tell everybody where they can find you. I really wanted to go back to, because I'm loving what you're doing, and I love this creativity and the idea that it isn't, like you said, it isn't so much about gaining recognition as it is about expressing your creativity. And it reminded me of, you know, talking about L.A., And I know that we kind of got off track a little bit, but you were saying, you were talking about those moments when you moved back to LA and you were feeling super depressed, you were feeling suicidal sometimes. What ended up, what, can we go back to that story and the rest of it? Like, what was the, what was the rest of that? So where you decided to stop pursuing that traditional what society considers traditional success of yeah. going into film, following the straight path and instead doing to get to where you're at now, would you be willing to tell us a little bit more about it?
1: Yeah, of course. I, um, so I had, I was working for that clothing company. I was riding, uh, working for bird scooters as well. So I was doing a lot of different things, um, but I was unhappy. And it was only like six months that I had been back, but I actually met my fiance while I was working I worked at Venice beach and we met, uh, at a dispensary, a weed dispensary. And, uh, I told my friend I was with, I was like, Oh, she's the one not even really thinking like, Oh really? But it was like a natural reaction and it it ended up being the truth. Uh, and somehow we just, you know, got each other's Instagram We're following each other and ended up being like a really serious relationship pretty quickly. Um, and uh that's kind of what saved me in in my mindset and then I was working for Home Femme and then I got a job to go on the road with an artist named Trippy Red. and uh that tour I was um I was depressed still like I was just not happy being on the road being around people that I necessarily didn't like but I was like I don't I'm not going to hang out with these people like that. You know, these, these aren't my people. So I just felt kind of out of place. And, uh, but we had a date in New York, a show day and my girls out here, we met up and one night, the one night we hung out, she ended up getting pregnant. So I found out while I was still on the road and uh, I just decided I'm going to move to New York and I'm going to figure it out out there. And, that's how I'm here. My son came, we moved to Manhattan and this is a real culmination of all my life experiences of you know, traveling and being creative director for different you know, artists. I was the creative director for the game for uh, six months. I did two tours with him and we did the US tour and then we did an international tour. I did one of his infamous music videos. It was a diss against Meek Mill. And uh, I shot that video while we were on tour. And that was one of like the big things that I was like, okay, I'm good. And then after that, I kind of realized, okay, that's not what it is. You know, you have this like existential realization of what you think it is. And then life brings you all the way back down and you've realized what it actually is. And I think that might be the, this isn't real. It's like the flip of all that. It's like I I feel this so
0: much. I feel this so much. Oh my God. But okay. Right there in that moment, that, that, that bit about it is this, this existential feeling of, okay, that's not what it is. Can you go more into that? Like, what is it? Like what is it that you felt that you realized?
1: I think it's just, it's, it's gotta be deeper than that. You know, like that's the, that's the best way I could, Textualize it is like it's got to be more than that like that it it just can't be it you know I I've it's possible that there's a certain element to that that can be real um but I know that that can't be all of it and I think that the majority of the world makes that all of it you know it's like it's almost it's almost an alternate reality is is what has been made especially when we talk about social media, it's, it's like social media is the real reality now and real life is like something that is a figment of, of social media. And so it's, it's kind of against that, I guess, in a sense, um, just subconsciously, but I don't know, you know, there's, there's so many elements to it. And I, I really am enjoying like the people is the people's reaction to it, you know, and like the conversations that they have with themselves and, I think it's like, you know, there's artists that have like those notorious lines that don't, people don't necessarily know what it is. And like the the artist won't reveal it. I think that's kind of how it is for me. Like, I don't necessarily want to reveal my full take on it or make that the center of the conversation more so is like, I really, I really enjoy just hopefully helping people and want to do it. I think anonymously is kind of dope. I think anonymously can get kind of pretentious as well so like you want to just do everything from a genuine place and I just I think I'm at you know that point in my life where I'm okay with where I'm at and who I am and what I'm doing and I don't necessarily need the validation of certain successful people or you know my family members or anybody I'm around rather than just you know creating a certain world and another thing is creating a mastermind is like with me and my fiance, we've, we've gotten on the same page, you know? And so like when you have a team that you can form that collective mastermind with, then you can really go out and do damage and really get your, your, your word and your spirit out there. And, uh, when you create that, you have that center and nothing else can really disrupt that. You got to really keep that mastermind and that center tight. But other than that, it's like, this is all. This is all just free game to experiment and show out and show love and do my best and not really have fear about it.
0: You're bringing that that beautiful that beautiful authenticity and love and, and I see the love that you and your fiance have together. I know that you said that when you met her in Venice Beach, you knew immediately that she was the one, that this is who you wanted to be with. Now you are expecting a second child. You <laughs> were on opposite sides of the country. I mean, this yeah. is these are the kinds of stories that we hear. People tell these stories. And then everybody who's kind of living in this space where they feel like they don't have control of their lives always say, well, that, that, that can't happen to me. What do you think, what, what could you give? Now, how do I want to say this? What advice do you have for people in just being able to follow their bliss the way that you did?
1: You know, what's the alternative? I think when you realize, like, it's there's no other option or that's the best option, it's like, I might as well just do it because it's a little bit more intellectual to understand that and be that. And I would like to come across that. So let me live that out and just, be be genuine about what i want and go after and believe i can get it and not let anything else get in my mind or fuck up that thought process and of course there are things that are are going to have that but if that's your center i think you can find yourself way a way back to that pretty easily if you're not you're kind of just fighting that like you know you kind of just have to lean into it and and that's been the sentiment of a lot of things with me and my fiance is like we weren't necessarily wanting to have a second right away. Uh, just kind of with the first is it it's like shit happens and it's beautiful and it's a blessing and you lean into it. And it's, you know, it makes life easier when you kind of just accept that process and you float a little bit easier. It's like, I've fought, i fought tooth and nail against what was supposed to happen. And it's just, it's draining, you know? And it's like, it didn't need, it was unnecessarily draining. You know, it didn't need to be that bad. It could have been, it could have been, it could have sucked, but it didn't need to suck that bad. And so it's just, it's a mindset, really. I think, you know, it, it takes life experience. It takes reading and knowledge and the journey and the process and not be willing to, hey guys, I'm sorry about that. That sucks. It's okay. Uh, These kids were in the way. This lady was like trying to, she had a baby and they wouldn't move. She kept saying like, excuse me, excuse me. They're just looking at it. Um, We're
0: we're getting real New York life right here on the podcast. This is, this
1: is how it is. I love it. I'm so thankful to just be out here. That's why I kind of just absorb this vibe as much as possible. And, you know, I'm thankful that me and my girl can be on the same page and, you know, she's creative I'll watch the sun and she'll watch the sun, I'll be creative. And it's just, it's dope that we can have that connection. I just, I think it, I, I'm just, I want to show people what's possible. Like that you don't have to be at the penthouse to be happy. Like you can, you can find it on St. Mark's with your girl, with your children, with your family, doing what you want to do. And it's, it's genuinely possible. You know, it's, it's not everything has to be, uh, formatted already or it doesn't have to already be that way for you to do it that way like you know as much as everyone wants to disobey society or do it uh, their own way you kind of get caught up in that box of wanting to do it your own way so you don't really you don't really figure it out but if you just kind of let your own way happen and not necessarily have any judgment towards it it's a lot easier.
0: And you were talking about mindset, about how there were a lot of times where you made stuff a lot worse than it had to be. What were, was that your thoughts, like the thoughts that you were thinking then versus the thoughts that you're thinking now?
1: I think so, definitely. And also,
0: you know, I think
1: when, when you have a child, you realize like, wow i can like really experience life you know like there's not just going to be a bland surface life you know like and life to me is is really love in a sense as cliche as that is it's like i get to really experience love like on a deeper level Like you you only kind of see in movies or you only only would dream of or would not necessarily believe that you could have it going back to what you're saying and so that was part of it. Like, I'm thankful that I had an incredible thing that happened to me that switched that on for me. Because not everybody has that. A lot of people have tougher lives than I've had or have struggles that I necessarily didn't have or are in a place that I'm not right now or may never, ever be in. So I I can't necessarily say it's one way for anybody. uh, Rather than that, I believe that you have the capability of something happening in your life that can switch that on for you. And Hopefully you're strong enough that you can switch it on yourself because I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, I I took the, the ability to go to the military, so I go to film school in LA and I did that and I, I paid my dues in a sense, but I also, I never had that spark like my son, you know, I never, I never seen something like that in my life that made me realize, okay, this is deeper than just me and was able to take me out of certain mindsets. So that's definitely one of it. Like life-changing moments lead me to, you know, the mindsets. And I think at, at that point, you know, I just, it's like you, you have these super highs in life and, and fame really is a drug or success really is a drug. And being around famous people is because like you, you, you spend six months on the road with somebody and, um and it's like, you're, you're living on this honeymoon high of life and then it's like tours over go back after christmas you know we spent christmas in london all these incredible things we go home and then like i still didn't have money to pay my rent for the first of the month and then like february me and my roommate we just gave up the apartment because they didn't even want us anymore they didn't want to evict us they didn't want our money they were just like we'll let you go just let us live in peace and we did that, so at that point I I was just it was just a very high high and a very low low and um yeah. you know you go you go through it and then you you put off the inevitable which was I was living out of my car and struggling uh, I was going to film school uh, as well and still struggling living out of my car um just you know just the thoughts of like, damn, maybe I didn't do it the right way or damn, I I fucked it all up or I could have done better or, you know, you just, you start having regrets of how you went about it. Or like, maybe I should have dropped out of school and, you know, moved out of my first apartment or whatever it is. It's just like, you start beating yourself up when you get defeated. And I think that's just the sign of like, you need to kind of lose a little bit more you to understand what those losses are rather than like just beating yourself up because life already sucks enough sometimes and you know sometimes your your body is tired or you don't want to get up or your baby is crying in the middle of the night you know there's tension in the household whatever it may be is the truth of life it's still there you know it's like you don't just get to cut out the good parts and then put it together like a movie it's 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 more unique than that it's more uh, uh obscure it's not like one way so I think I've just kind of been able to like float with my with my mind more and kind of rebuke the thoughts that I don't uh, align myself with because in all reality everything you see here know, feel and uh, haven't heard, haven't seen, don't know, uh, has affected us, and so at some point, you know those things that are in our head, and I thought that's just us fighting the world within us. It's not necessarily us. So you kind of just have to like be kind to yourself, but also kick yourself in the ass. It's it's just the balance of life, really, within your own mind, and you know finding your process, finding what is gonna um, put you in the best position for success and what works for you is strictly only going to work for you to the T, you know, you can't copy and paste. So you really got to like reflect and search within yourself to find what it is that, you know, that you are, because there's only one of you, even inside your mind, there's only one of you, as much as the conversation can be. It's like at the core, who is all of that? And once you come to find that and accept that and are aware of that, you can really glide. It's so much easier.
0: Oh, it's so beautiful. You are just a living example of high vibes and just this beautiful frequency. You just omit light. I just love speaking to you and hearing <laughs> you say awesome. this. I do. I love speaking to you. I love I just love everything. I just sit here smiling every time I, you say something and you're right. And I love, and I want to ask you, well, actually there's, two things that I want to address. The first is just that you said you can't copy and paste, which I think is so important. I was talking, well, a friend of mine did a video this week about how in the scheme of the universe, it doesn't really matter, you know, so just go about your life and do your life as you're going to do it because it doesn't matter. But this, Mm -hmm. but this person came to this realization by seeing, the destruction from wildfires out in California, seeing pictures of the destruction from wildfires. I came to this realization in a completely different way many, many years ago. And I came to this realization by understanding the idea that no matter how much success I achieved, I would never actually achieve anything in the whole scheme of the universe. Mm-hmm. And it was, and, and the way that we came to the same realization was two very different ways. And as I've I realized, as I've been having these conversations with people, deep conversations like this, like the one you and I are having, that everyone is learning lessons, but we all have to learn them through the medium that we have to go through in our individual pursuit of that. We can't do it the way somebody else did it and come to the same realization. We can't just have this cookie cutter set of, I have a lot of people that like, for example, wanna be clients and they'll ask me like, tell me the way. And I'll be like, I can't tell you the way. The only person that knows the way is you. You're the one that knows your way. And looking back, the second thing I, I kind of wanted to, it kind of relates to that. Looking back, now that you have seen something like this, this unconditional love that you have for your son, and this knowledge that there's that there's something that's so much bigger than all of us and looking back at all of those experiences from the experiences on tour and the experiences with you know famous people and the experiences all over traveling and and all of these things you were saying in the past you had doubted the steps here and there like oh maybe I shouldn't have this maybe I shouldn't have this maybe I shouldn't have this now looking back at it in its completion, as a complete as a complete story, like that actually isn't even complete yet. It's just you're at the present moment. Do you doubt any of it at all?
1: No, none of it. And I think I only realized that until just now, you asked me that.
0: Well, this was a powerful moment then. <laughs> it was really That's powerful.
1: Definitely, it's crazy. I mean, and that's that's a sigh of relief because it's like, you know, you realize that you can eliminate any other fear that you may have lingering. And it's important to acknowledge that because at the end of the day, all the things that I've wanted, I may still get that in a greater way than I had realized at that point in my life because I didn't necessarily have the understanding of what that could be, you know?
0: Yeah. And now there's limitless potential.
1: Say that again for sure.
0: Now there's limitless potential. Now there's limitless <laughs> potential. You know, what's wild. You know, go but, ahead. Go ahead. No, you, please. No, nah, I've just been feeling like
1: that with like, I because they say when you're, you, you experience a pregnancy as a male, you kind of, it's, it could be a fake, but they say you go through the pregnancy with your girl, in a sense, mm-hmm. of like not necessarily feeling the way that she is or, or going through it the way she would, but having certain things that you may experience of the pregnancy as well. So I feel like I feel, in a sense, my my next son is going to be a sort of birth for myself, mentally. Damn son That was crazy. I, I got, saw it. almost got pummeled. Yeah. Oh, live view. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think in that sense, it's like, I feel something's coming for myself as well with this next, with my next son. And um, I kind of lost track how I was tying that back to it. Um, Limitless with, potential with, yeah, male, preg- that, male, male experience of pregnancy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, I, I just say like, I, maybe there's a certain level of of being in tune with that that I am more so or being aware of it that I know that what happened last time was so big that I believe that this is just as big, you know, and I understand the blessingness of it and I, I just feel connected to it and I think it's, you know, it's just an awesome thing to experience and be a part of and I believe it. It means something, you know, not just like, oh, this is a great feeling. Like, I think it's it's meaningful. And so I try to just be in tune with that more so is the point. And looking at that, it's like, that's truly limitless potential. Like, a child is literally limitless potential. And how do we guide that, you know? And it's incredible to be able to have that responsibility. I think people don't realize that. It's, it's, it's insane,
0: honestly. Like, un, unfathomable, unconscionable. What would you say to new parents if you could uh, if you could have any you know, people that or people that might want to have a child but are having reservations? I know I have some some friends. I mean, I'm at, I'm at the age now I'm in my mid 30s. I have a lot of friends that are in their late 20s to their, you know, their 30s. Even I mean, there's really no appropriate age to have a kid like you can have a kid at any age. But right. I'm at the age where a lot of people are starting to either have have children or think about having children. You know what? Are what's your advice? Because you went into it not you went into it with a very open mind, and it seems hmm. like you're you're still in that place. And um, that's a good
1: question. I think I think the first thing is don't compare yourself to other parents or what other people do, or don't worry about the judgment from other parents on what they think you should do. Um, you know, we walk around the street. We had the nicest stroller when we first had my son, you know, and, and we feel we feel a certain level of like stroller shame. It, it's the We wanted to like almost make a skit out of it because it was so it was like we were really just felt like the judgment from the other parents, like having these thousand dollar strollers and like they're so posh and shit. It's like, you know what? This isn't real. So it doesn't matter. You know, like yeah. day, I have a son and let's see what happens with him. And your child, like, my son's probably going to kick your ass. No offense, respectfully, but, uh, you know, we'll see what we produce with these strollers that you're so caught up in. So I think think that is, like, the first thing is, like, you know, just your experience of having children will be – it won't be a movie. It won't be, like, anything you've ever seen or anything you've ever experienced or anything, any idea you have of it. It's going to be way different. And I think the excitement of that is what should draw you towards that, more so than the worry or the fear of, you know, what could happen. It's like, it's it's sick, man. I don't know what else to say. It's like my brother and uh, my sister, they don't want to have kids. They're, they've they kind of just said that they're pretty much not having kids or at this point in their life, they're not trying to. And, um, you know, it's like I, I completely get it. I just think, uh, you know, it's, you can never understand it until it happens. You can never, you couldn't ever like make a judgment on it. You could, you would just have to like make a decision rather. And I think a lot of people like have this idea or judgment or worry about it. That isn't real.
0: It isn't real. Yeah. It isn't real. Can you, can you apply that to life in general? Um
1: I think you can. I mean there's variance of it in every aspect of life, you know, and I feel like you know I'm not I don't want to be like this hardcore um activist with my art. I never wanted to be that. Like I wanna just be a chill, kind of hippie spiritual guy that like really emphatically kind con- of likes connecting with people, but I don't wanna have I never wanted to have like my art next to any political or like any kind of ideology rather than just its own thing and I think that's more so the variant of it of life is like everybody could have their own variant of what that means to them and I don't know like this isn't real is because you can make up what is real it's like what do you want to be real ask yourself that and and live with that and I think you'll really find it. You know, it's like it's going to call out to you. It's going to eat away at you, and you got to listen.
0: I love it. I think that's amazing, Christian. Tell me, okay. So besides this isn't real, all over the streets of the East Village and other parts of New York City, <laughs> where can all of the listeners find you?
1: Uh, so I I have uh, Instagram. Um, I'll give you my personal ones: H O S O Films, H O S O Films. H O S O films. And uh, I do, you know, I post my kid, I post my girl, I post my art, I post my stuff. You know, I, I honestly want to be a filmmaker out of all these things. So that's what everything is leading towards. And the stuff I'm working on behind the scenes is, is what keeps me inspired to share the stuff uh, that is just more so hobby or fun to me with the world and keep that going. And also, my website, I'm dropping, like, I sell art. Closed to like sports cards on my website so you can find that at hollywoodsomeday.com and uh that's my brand hollywood someday Hosto films is is the short version of that hollywood someday um but yeah i'm there i'm around i i'm active i i like social media too i'm not a hater of social media i'm very active on social media because i think it's important to show that you can show how real the world is through social media and kind of wade through the bullshit of what is isn't real so i think it's important to have both and have a foundation in the real world but also connect and you know connect and, and touch the social media realm because that's where everyone's at man i mean you can't you can't ignore that and if you miss that then you're gonna get left behind so it's you gotta true. make we sure connect, you understand we connected it
0: there and that was real yeah it's it's so right. cool one uh, more thing, just you said you had an art exhibition coming up. Do you want to talk about that and how everybody can buy tickets?
1: Yeah, so it's a free show, and uh, um, you can do donations at the door when you, when you get there, but the tickets are free. I'm going to do a limited edition right now of 50, but I might, I might do some more uh, if, if we get a lot of people coming and we can figure it out, the, the space. Um, but it's going to be October 22nd in Manhattan. The location will be revealed. Uh, you can, you can RSVP at Hollywood Someday.com on the main page. And, um, I'll keep you updated with emails on the, the time and location and, you know, just what it looks like, what you, ex- what you can expect.
0: Amazing. Christian, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. This was so, so awesome.
1: Thank you, Andy. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm really stoked that we had this conversation in that, you know, all these things, led up to this and you seeing it me meeting you and us having this it's like you know that means something
0: i just think christian is incredible thank you so much christian for coming on the show all of your words mean so much to me it has been a true joy and my honor to have you i will be back next week with another episode of the get the fuck off podcast In the meantime, here's how you can find me. You can go to my website, getthefuckoff.com. You can subscribe to my email list. That is the best way to be in touch with me regularly. I send out an email once a week to my subscribers with all kinds of good stuff. So you want to do that. You can keep up with me on Instagram underscore getthefuckoff. I am super responsive to DMs. If you guys have anything that you want to talk about from anything you've heard in my last 51 episodes, please reach out. We can have a conversation. And I Last thing, I'm going to be starting on a new app called Wisdom. It's in beta right now, but it's going to be released to the general public really, really soon, and it's wonderful. Uh, I'm going to be giving talks on that app I've already started, and what's great about Wisdom is that it's interactive. So I know that you guys really love being listeners, and you love to consume this at your own pace, but if you want to have a more interactive conversation with me, I'll be letting you guys know. In future episodes of the get the fuck off podcast when i'm going to be going live and how i'm going to be going live and what i'm going to be talking about so it's going to be kind of a challenge for me because normally i just wing this shit so i'm going to actually have to plan this out but i want this to be a great experience for you guys and bring you guys closer to me in my life so download wisdom look for me there and i'm going to be back next week i'll see you guys next monday until then take care be safe and we'll see you back here next time